We'll begin with the uh, coins, or finishing off the coins. So Shemi was nice enough to order. I got here very quickly. And uh, we'll have to remind me tomorrow night to discuss, are uh, you going to be the proud owner, or am I going to be what I want to pay you? But it's Lislamate. So in case on the side this is us, we bought it Lislamate. <laughs> so this is a classic Lislamate. No, it's not even a machlekes. We're using it for the shear. So it's a very nice piece. It's not silver. It's for $4, it's not... Uh, can you open this? I think it opens. You can feel it. It's raised like any coin should be. That does open. It comes with a beautiful... It's not an advertisement. Uh, history of uh, Dafyemi or Mayor Shapiro. Made by some from coin collector company in Australia. Interesting. Of all places. But I'm sure they're listening there as well. It does open. Yeah, it's opened already. Yeah, yeah. And I actually touched it. I wanted to see. It's... Uh, it's a real detailed uh, bust, but you can't tighten it because it's only a bust. And the Machabal Mekel. So you can't tighten it, even though it's a chiddish that he made one. The Pischet Shuvah, when it's talking about the tumult with when they made this father of in Amsterdam and they wanted to make a coin, and that's what the tumult's all about. Maybe it was a full length coin. Rabbi Yaakov Emden holds that it's also even a Mavuza, and he holds even a bust. Everybody would agree, but not a lot of coin grand that. Can't open it. Okay, it's very secure. Uh, but it comes in a very nice case. I'm pointing that out because this is not a Dov Mavuza. This is supposed to be in your collection armoire for your rare coins. So um, every seam you attend. You collect all of them. After about 10, you have a nice collection. And uh, it's a very uh, interesting idea. Just it is a bit of a is based on what we said, but that's not considered a time. You have to be very careful because a lot of these coin issues... Uh, got into various companies that are from. I'm not a, here to attack or promote any company. You opened it, okay? Ah, uh, okay. So there's always a there's always a trick. So I want to just mention briefly part of a uh, big sugya and since over Shabbos we were speaking about some other popular business where people didn't show up when they were supposed to and deliver what they're supposed to deliver. You have uh, when you promise to do something. Yeah, thank you. And um, yep, it's so like any coin. It's very slight, but this is enough to be a boss. It has a beautiful thing with the safer in the back. And it's a very nice, uh, very nice piece. You can even show it on the video. So the mention, the mere mention of this company that seems to be have some from partners, or maybe it's all from that was offering to pay many individuals to buy the one-per-household limit of the U.S. Mint Special Edition created quite a, Baruch Hashem, quite a, uh, an interest and a uh, bit of a firestorm in terms of whether or not it's mutter. So I don't work for the company. I don't know who they are. So I'm out here to defend them or attack them. I'm going to do a little of both just to show you both sides of the story. But since we spoke about it last week, a number of people from various locations around the globe said that one brought up uh, you're signing a contract and making a Kenyan situmta with the signing of this contract. They put that in the contract. This is the Kenyan. Very hard to say that's asmachta. And there are some individuals who are telling the truth is that I didn't know you could maybe sell it on eBay for a lot more. And they sell it to the company. I'll give you some real prices in a moment. One of the people who emailed, I asked him for some examples and more data, Yudha Berman in Lakewood, New Jersey, and he was nice enough to give some examples, as I will show you. It's a fascinating Chesha uh, Mishpat point. 
And I understand why uh, both sides are tiny what they're tiny. The company's been in business for a long time. And they advertise, and they don't always have the mint comes out with the number of year. They only pick the ones that they think are going to go up a lot in the secondary market so they can buy it for their buyers or resell it. I'll get back to that in a moment. I'm not, uh, as I'll keep mentioning a disclaimer, I don't know how much of this is advertising, true, not true, so I'm not taking a position. This is only as presented. Because when people are writing up things for the quick research that he did and and that I did, I don't know who's working for who and who's advertising what, so I'm not verifying any claims or attacking anybody of uh, making false claims. But the company itself claims, this particular company, other companies do it, is a PFS, and just their About Us page is only four paragraphs. It says they started in 2015, and last decade or so, they started the pre-business in 2006, they acquired business relationships with large national and international buyers for many limited and hard-to-attain items. So they're claiming, and I don't want to say claiming like I'm pretty sure that's not true. I'm just trying to bavar in the next 10 emails that it's not true and it's only, uh, but let's assume if they're from Kashrus, <laughs> and if some of it's not true, then they'll uh, figure it out. But the way they're presenting it, they're not buying us in the cells. They have many, many buyers who want to buy bulk. That's important for this Ono, Shaila, which I'm about to mention. And therefore, they're paying a much lower price. And they basically want to hire 100, 500,000 people to try to get the coin that the U.S. Mint is marketing for the 20 minutes that's on sale. It's a very limited item. That's how they make their money. And it's one per household. So they tell people whoever gets it and signs this agreement, they're going to get it and send it to us. We'll give them right away, guaranteed, no risk. $50, $100, whatever they're paying. Each one's different. And easy money, and there's no risk, and the company always pays. Everybody's money to that. They're honest, they pay. So you um, flip it, and no risk. So what's the complaint? It's the complaint for the few people who said, hey, I found out on eBay I could have made another $5,000, $800 per coin. The problem with that, Taina, is that that's a serious allegation of, oh, no, you didn't tell me that you could sell it on eBay. So first of all, as I started mentioning last week, a business is not mechuyiv to tell the people who buy them what their market is and how much they're making and the like. So you say, they are mechuyiv, it's a whole sugi above the it's called ono, and you can't go above the six above the top of the market. There are a number of reasons why the Pasha says that's not true. First of all, they're claiming that they're not buying for themselves. They have buyers either pre-buying, or we know from history their historical sales to their customers, and they want to buy many of them. So already the amount they're offering is going to be far lower because they're selling bulk. Not selling one piece. So you can find on eBay a guy who wants to buy one and make ten times the amount, but it's always like that. So that's like Gumray, not on a Taina, you're paying me less. I told you up front, this is what I'm paying. It's only 3%, 5%, whatever it is. You like it? Good. If you don't like it, not good. I didn't spell out that you can get far more because you're not guaranteed to get far more because you might be able to sell it. It might go down. It might go up. Yes, the company only puts this offer out when they think it's really going to go up. And usually we hope they're right or else they're not making business. And they're not making money. And they have no business model. That's a Taina of Ono. That yeah, there's taking all the risk. Exactly. No risk exactly. I think. Look, I, it's, we're a bunch of capitalists sitting in the room over here, so it's hard to, hard to know. But I think it's. I think it's partial. What what they're tiny. I just want to represent the tiny. Is they can get more right now. Well, no. So they're they're tiny. They didn't know that as the U.S. Mint is putting it out, there's already a secondary futures market, which it is. If it's a hot coin, if it's a hot coin, they didn't get a lot more. So they say, you know what, so you're complaining to me you didn't do your research? It's an open market, an open item. eBay is not a secret. 
So what's your time? I didn't know. So it's interesting. Shaila, can you time or no? If Lamaisa is way above the market by Shehu Shaman, you didn't know? The answer is yes, you can't tie no no. I'm saying it's not very not pushing it's on no if the way they're claiming, they're, they're just asking you to represent them to buy it for them. Now, the reason that's not as smooth, I'm, I'm going to both sides very quickly, is because you're not buying for them. They didn't front, P, PFS doesn't front the money. You've got to pay for it. We're honest, and everybody who I saw comment on this say they always pay. That's good. It's guaranteed, as guaranteed as anything is in life, but you're buying it. So, Abiyalachav, you buy it. You made the Kenyan. So they sort of bevarned that in their contract. They have a very detailed three-page contract, and it says that you're now in the contract to buy it for us. That's a little hard to enforce, Abiyalachav. To sign a contract, make a Kenyan, that I will do a Maisa? Not so posh. But it does make a difference. They take care of that. The next paragraph, it says, when you buy it, everything is a code. You take the code, and you input it to our system, and with that, you're transferring ownership. Also a jump. Can you transfer ownership like that? I hope if they wrote the contract with attorneys, that's legal and that does transfer ownership. Al does it or not, I don't know, but it's certainly a step. You now are giving us the number and you have to ship it within two days and we're giving you the shipping label and we'll make it easy and it's a guaranteed sale to us and therefore just honor your contract. And a lot of the buyers are saying, well, we didn't know we can get right now at the time we bought it for eBay, triple the amount. The answer is this time you can, and maybe most times you can, but it's not guaranteed. So I'm, I'm agreeing with what you're saying. I don't think you can claim on law if I originally basically hired you as a shliach, even though I didn't put out the money. If I'm a company and I have reps, I could, most people don't do this, I could say, you know what, you're a buyer for me. I don't like shelling out the money. The deal we have is that you shell out your money and you get back to me. I guarantee I'm going to buy it from you. Why can't a company have buyers like that? That's really what they're doing. So it's an agency and we're paying you a brokerage free. So that's on no. So they're looking at, no, it's an opposite. They're forcing me to sell a coin that's worth 10 times the amount for a cheap price. If you say it like that, it sounds like on no. But I don't believe it is. The way they're putting it in there about us is we have grown a network of buyers who enjoy making money without risking anything. <laughs> so our buyers need the items, meaning they're claiming they're representing people. Is that always true? I guess if they don't have any buyers, they'll flip it themselves because they know how to source the things. But they claim they have lots of buyers. Let's take that at face value. Our members earn riskless profits, and we earn a bit in between. Everybody wins. It can't tie no on something like that, unless you say the whole thing's not true. But why should we assume that without proving it? If it's a company with some owners, we... We'll hope that they're buying on behalf of people. We ask you to buy. Why are you turning around saying you don't want to honor the contract? So I don't believe it's on law. And he gave me examples. The taco was a big, they look for good deals that are going to go up. And they buy coins that are expected to skyrocket. This is the uh, email that came in today from you, the Berman. First, a coin buyer that has an exclusive rights to advertise on Dan's deals happens to be where he advertises. Only buys coins that are expected to skyrocket. I would commend them for that. Why should you buy coins that are going to go down. <laughs> so that's not exactly odd. September, so give me a few examples. September of 18, there was American Eagle, the mint sold the coin, that's U.S. Mint, for 1392 The buyer paid 1443 It's already, um, you know, almost $1,372 uh, $13. $13. for one coin. Yeah, some of these coins are expensive. That was the, you, yeah, that was the mint's charge, listed price. And you yeah, have gold, have silver. The buyer paid $14.43. Okay, it's already a quick $70 profit. Dealers and eBay buyers were paying two, two to $2,400 each at that time. So they say, it's on all. But it happens to be selling 24 
you're still risk. You got to find an eBay buyer. You got to find out that he's legit. A lot of charlatans out there. And then you got to get payment. You got to send it to him. You got to get payment before you send him, and he can't cancel payment. Yeah, there are a lot of gun of them out there. This company has been around. They always pay. Why is that? Oh, no. You're risk-free. You're making a much smaller amount. Isn't that what business is all about? Uh, after four weeks, the coins are not so hot. They drop down, but only to, this case, 1800 to 2000 They're currently selling for around 2000 on eBay, ungraded. Graded coins, graded by a grading company to classify imperfections are $3,000 plus. So good. It's a hot coin. Remains hot. So what? So, so, so you're going to say that this company is good at choosing their coins. I don't see why that's so. No. It gives us some other examples, which there is a big differential. Even the third example he gave, he points out the differential was less than a sixth, was less than the share of no. But I don't think it makes a difference. I think if the business model is true, they're representing other people already, they could say we're paying you less because we're charging less because one by one on eBay, if you find the reliable, you could sell it for a lot more. We have people who want 100 of them. So already the price is a fraction of the price. If that, that's the way they're presenting the company. If that's true, then it's certainly legit. And then they have um, a few sites that I saw. I don't know if they were sent by a company, they're advertised or whatever, but this one said, travel advice, warning, don't try to beat PFS Buyers Club's price. That sounds like an interesting, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, don't you dare try to claim it's on awe and try to get that point across and share uh, because we're going <laughs> to but. Uh, again, I, I think it's the asmata and the ana claim is, um, is uh, very not pushed. And then they have one guy, could be this an advertisement also, I don't know, or it could be it really happened, and they asked them to write about it. But it's a whole sob story about a guy who tried to sell himself to eBay and on eBay. And he said, after eBay's 10% cut, I didn't know they'd take a 10% cut, and uh, verifying the guy, and then the loss, and nobody wanted to buy it, and the coin went down, I lost um, hundreds of dollars on the whole deal, which could happen. And it won't happen if you're just taking your 4% cut. So I think it's okay, but I'm sure we'll get more emails with some data, so we'll uh, keep you posted. No, you, the accountants agree. Right, the CFOs agree. Is that your title? Uh, so uh, all the financial people here seem to. Um, yeah, they put in the code, but they're saying that's a Kenyan when you send in the code. I don't know legally. That's interesting. Fine, I have no problem with. I don't know. They made this up for this. It's a new industry, this buyer's club for representing the alleged 100 people that I hope exist. And um, I have no reason to assume they don't. And, uh, but that's already enough for a reason. It's wholesale. But even if that's not true, they're still taking a risk. So let them take the risk. You don't want to take it. Don't join. The fact, I didn't know this. You could, in theory, sell to somebody on eBay? I didn't. I'm the one who advertised and told you about the whole business. You wouldn't have even bought this without my guarantee. And now you're tightening that... It's, uh, it's on awe. I, I think that the uh, Taina is very not pushing. Okay, we move over now to the last Shaila of the um, last five sugis. This is, doesn't go back to Chukasayim, it goes back to one of the sister uh, sugis. That's a shtickle pun, you'll see why in a moment. And um, I actually have two of them over here, two similar Shailas. First one was written by somebody who obviously knows a thing or two about children's clothing and she knows something about shopping. 
So, Stama Shaila, but it fits into what's going on in the world. It's a little disturbing. So, it has something to do with the Marmar Kermits, which we might not get to, but we'll see. I was shopping for my kids' clothing for Yontif, and I was a little taken aback by the new style. I was wondering if it's even mutter. It's all news to me, so I asked some of the women folk in the family, um, daughters and the like, and they said, yeah, it became pretty common. Doesn't mean it's also mutter yet. Ever since I can remember, shells, now shells are things you find in the seashore, things you find in a gas station, and most people, if you ask today, what are shells, they would say none of the above, and they would say some T-shirt or I don't know how you describe, you all know what shells are. Women wear shells, especially if they're from, they want to be tsunuas, they wear shells, and it helps the whole outfit when you can't find anything that's normal in the store. That's a simple way of saying it. So you all know what shells are? Okay. So um, I actually I get some free advertising. I interviewed somebody who, Tavin's here, who has such a gas station type thing, if you know who I'm talking about. And just a few weeks ago, I just got this. Uh, he said, yeah, I've been noticing that also. And that's his business, or her business, or their shared business, or whatever the case may be. So ever since I can remember, shells have been distinctly for women's clothing, which the very little I know about shells, that certainly was the case, but she doesn't need my agreement. Uh, she knows a lot more about it. The new thing is to put shells on little boys. Did you ever, you have to have boys and girls to verify or deny this, who are of a younger age, Shimmy, if you have a 17-year-old, don't put a shell on him. What? No, from, again, the little I know, the shell is supposed to be like a tight undershirt. It's supposed to be under the sleeveless thing if you're trying to not wear sleeveless and you want to wear something tsunua for the women folk. And all of a sudden, she noticed, and this is a lady who's pretty young, who knows what's going on in the world, and she said, I don't know, when I grew up, which wasn't that long ago, he said, this is only for women, and now it's for, do you have any knowledge of this, David? Uh, does this sound familiar? It's very recent vintage. This is how to... Three-year-old boy? Three-year-old boy. Yeah, so go home tonight and ask your wife, is that a shell? And she'll laugh, and she'll say, of course it is. That's a shell. Okay, yeah, okay. So then, yeah. So that, yeah, so that didn't exist a very short time ago. So, pants that look like leggings also didn't exist. That's a different problem. Don't get me started. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, not exactly uh, yeshiva either. But uh, I'm not saying this isn't yeshiva, but this is, uh, yeah, that's uh, true. I, we, styles for Lulubish, Lulubish, Lukasayim, all these things, and that's things, are very important to follow and to see what's going on and where's it coming from, where's it going. No. Well, I'll, I'll give, me, give me two minutes, and I'll tell you everything I know about shells, which is only going to take me two minutes. You have nothing to worry about. So the new thing is to put shells on little boys, even up to the age of five. And that, that number will be significant here. Under overalls are rompers. I vaguely remember what rompers are. Overalls are more familiar word, but similar idea. So you basically have, if it's a four- or five-year-old already, if it's a two-year-old, you don't care if there's nothing underneath because they're just going around inside on the floor. But five-year-old already, they want something underneath, and she wants to know, is this a problem with Los Obush? So, yeah, so the, the question starts off well-written that, as far as I can remember, meaning until very recently, 
uh, only girls are wearing this. You have a picture. Is there he is. is Cute. Okay, he's now going to become famous. Good for Shaduchim. Uh, so here's a shell, if you're all looking. That, is that a shell? I, it looks, well, you know, if you would ask me before Zima, I would have said it's just a shirt. He's, he's wearing an undershirt. Or is that Sitzis? That's Sitzis. That's Sitzis. He knew to smile for the picture, which is interesting. Well, uh, you told him to. Okay. <laughs> so um, I, I, ask your wife. I, I don't know if it's, some of them are very tight. I don't know if they're wearing Sitzis underneath or not. This is no gas. You'll say you can tell the difference if the girl has a shell and the boy has a shell. It's the same shell, but he's wearing tzitzis. You tell the boy is. Okay. So you'll ask your wife and you'll, you'll let me know. But she's being made that um, even up to the age of five and it's new. It, it is only a style for kids and not for adults, but it smells of a leftist gender confusion. <laughs> uh, she's not that off. Uh, as uh, we'll see. Along these lines, many stores are selling neutral gender clothing. When you go to the front and ask the store lady, I don't think it's a front store, if it was intended, like here we have a lady who knows a lot about shopping, and she has to ask them, I'm confused, who is this for? Which gender? So it's probably not even politically correct to say, is this for a boy and a girl? They look at you and say, shh, we don't, it's, we have six choices, please fill out the paper. But here we have, it's a pretty strange situation. You have a lady who is a pretty expert shopper, and she has to go to the lady at the front and say, I'm not sure which section I'm supposed to be in. So she went over and asked, and they'll tell you that it's specifically neutral. That's certainly a pretty nefarious plot. That they always, have colors. always, this is all recent, very recent. That's only where you grew up. Uh, it wasn't done. That's just in case they have the other baby. That's but, baby clothing. Baby clothing. Yeah, this is up to a four or five-year-old. Yeah. They're trying to make it the same, and you don't have to uh, be Einstein to figure out. He's uh, right. This, this is not coming from a great place. It doesn't make it us yet. This way, people can get their boys and girls matching clothing. Now, we already got used to, after a recent vintage, maybe the last 15, 20 years, where families are dressed up with the same clothing, but that was girls, 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 and girls, or boys, boys, and boys. Uh, it was very cute, some say. It wasn't good because I heard whatever different cheetahs, but this is uh, a nayazach. They want to dress up the boys and the girls the exact same way. So everybody looks the same. So besides the fact that you're confusing everybody, uh, so is this also this way? People can get their boys and girls matching clothing. I've seen good families where both genders are wearing the same exact shirts up till age eight and sometimes older. Is, am I wrong that it bothers me and is this mutter? So the good news is that the Gemara clearly says, and if you remember we had this in the Los Silber Sugi, if you have a generic type of clothing that can be neutral gender and fit to either one and is made to fit to either one, in the Gemara's case they're very poor, they couldn't even go out of the house at the same time, they had one bag and he went out, she went out and they were heligayin and it looked like a sack because it was a sack. So that was neutral gender. If they can afford more, would they make something different? Probably, just because the women should be. You get your wife, Rishayim talk about this, you get their wife, Gemara talks about it, the Ramam, big date Savanim, for Yontif. That's presupposing that the style you're getting from them is going to look very different, and it's specific to women, and that's what they like for some Yontif. If everybody's buying sacks, the great generic ones, then that wouldn't have been a very special, unique gift. So, of course, if they can afford it, they would. Well, now we can afford it. And the Dafka going back to neutral gender. Why? 
So the answer is uh, painfully obvious why, and we won't go into it because we've spoken about it a lot. And this is all because of the backdrop of what's going on. I'm not saying the food people are doing it for that, but that's why the outlets and the stores are trying to erase the differences between men and women, uh, between uh, all races on earth, and it's all one general mahalach that everybody's exactly the same, even though they're clearly not. Men, women, different levels of intelligence is all, we're being told, a figment of our imagination. And the fact that he made money and he didn't is also a figment of our imagination because that's just before we redistributed it. So it's all just basically the same. We just haven't yet finished figuring out how that is. So I think, geographically, uh, this is not coming from a good place, not going to a good place. Is it mutter right now? I think it is mutter because the shell is generic and it could be worn as a tight uh, T-shirt for a boy and a girl. And if you remember, by the Los Ubers year, we did come across historically that the pink and the blue and all that was a later innovation to differentiate. And Ramesha in the Marmachemis we're going to go over right now, we touched upon the Ramesha, expanded the Marmachemis just a few more, Ramesh says there is no inherent color or chiyuv until they get higilachin. The question is what that age is and what the iser is. Just the chinuch issue is the safin be a daim. So we're going to go over that. And tomorrow night, I just want to mention one more thing, and we'll get to the Marmachem uh, tomorrow. Uh, the most recent thing that crossed my desk, somebody sent this to me, but this is all the same. If you're not following what's going on, you think all these odd things in America and the rest of the world are just like a single oddity over here and a quirk over there. You put them all together, it's all the same subject. It's all going in one direction. So if you heard the good news, the Department of Education in California, California's a pretty large state. They have a lot of people there. So it's not like the Department of Education in Idaho, where how many people are they serving already? I don't know how many, but I think there's a minion there. California is California. It's also um, a pretty blue liberal uh, matzav. They wouldn't use the word matzav. And uh, they came out with the following uh, proclamation as they redo all their educational principles. And they're talking about math. So you mentioned this uh, last year, and I couldn't even understand what the words meant. I still don't. But <laughs> you mentioned something about, you know, they're starting to talk about math being uh, racially uh, um, uh, imbalanced and the ba- you mentioned something like that. I didn't understand them. I don't understand anything more now. So we're not uh, we haven't accomplished much in a year, and I don't think we should try to understand it. But this is scary because it just this is uh, over sixty pages. I just with one paragraph, so you get the message. Uh, all students deserve powerful mathematics. That's good. Why shouldn't we have powerful mathematics? Much better than the weak mathematics, especially if you want to become an accountant or something like that. So so far so good. Here's where it goes really south, like southwest. We reject ideas of natural gifts and talents. This sentence makes absolutely no sense if you believe in a burialum. The problem is they don't believe in a burialum. They believe in a genetic anything. But they don't believe in anything. They just want to make everything. The shell should be the same. The brain should be the same. The mass should be the same. They, and we should have... But it's a scary. This is momish scary. I'm getting a new insight into this, by the way. I, I, remind me when we get to Bracious next year. No, it's a, new, it's a new way of looking. I think we can now retrofit what was going on there. It's just the difference was they held that everybody should be wealthy, but only people in the city and nobody else should come in. They were not interested in redistributing a penny of it. That was part of the problem. But... This line, we reject ideas of natural gifts and talents? I, 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 I can't believe. In a worst nightmare, I never expect a line. I, I don't understand why everybody's not screaming and yelling. They're scared to, that's why. 
is they're going to be deleting all their accounts all over the place and reject ideas. There's no such thing as somebody smart or not smart. It's all a question of discrimination. There's no short Jewish people in the NBA. So. <laughs> There's no short Jewish people. That's very deep. <laughs> uh, is that against the Jews, short people, or who are we discriminate against? Oh, do you mean it's unfair? We should we should make a hafkana. Well, I can't come to that hafkana because they're going to draft me, so I, that's not going to work. Uh, but uh, I, okay, we reject the idea of natural. Just we have to reinforce this, and unfortunately, we're talking about this much too much because it's coming up much too much. People are still blissfully unaware that there's something really bad going on. And you'll say, what can be wrong? A cute shell in blue and blue, and I got the boys and the girls dressed up together. I think it's still mutter. But this is not going anywhere positive. So I agree with her notion. I told her that still mutter, but the reason you're nauseous is because you should be, not because the people or firm are doing it. You should tell the next lady in the park, you're nauseous, tell her it's very cute, very nice, and just don't say anything. But when you uh, go home, you don't have to go and copy the style. And um, reject ideas of natural gift and talents reads a bullet point in chapter one of the framework. It's only chapter one. The belief that I treat everyone the same is insufficient. So the, the co- person commenting is that, this is already the commentary on that, that's not good enough anymore. Active efforts in mathematics teaching are required. Actually, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say it's still them talking. I thought somebody was attacking them. They're saying their own gibberish. <laughs> I thought, I thought nobody can criticize. <laughs> they're, they're saying this themselves. Okay, Active efforts in mathematics teaching are required. We have to be very proactive to change the system of having those smart and less smart people in mathematics. Are required in order to counter the cultural forces that have led to and continue to perpetuate current inequities. So if you have somebody in your son's class who thinks he's smarter in math, you should put him in his place very quickly. And the strangest, most bizarre thing over here is that we all know, if anyone went to school, math is Dafka the thing where you got somebody who's very smart in other things, he's just not a math guy. You got somebody who's very smart in math, he's lousy at science. And that's perfectly fine. Hashem makes different people with different talents, but not anymore. He's not in California. So we're trying to whitewash everything in school and with the shells and with the clothing and with. Uh, yeah, and this is. Why? Oh, not whitewashing more. You'll remind me. Okay, I don't work. I don't work what you do. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah. Okay, so um, we'll delete the last part of that. Uh, so it, this is very sad. It's very sad, and it, it's potentially very damaging. We can't import this to the yeshiva system. There's a, the complaint is not a complaint. Is that we wish instead of the classes being 26 talmidim, it should be six. We all agree. I've said this many times publicly. If we can have one yeshiva, one rebbe per talmud, it'll be gavaldik. We can't afford it. And every time the parents bring it up, we ask the parents, you want to pay for it? Oh, no. It's too expensive as it is. Okay, so it's a question of pricing it out. It's been much better to have 18 kids than 26 kids. And the yeshivas can't raise the money at the dinner. That's nobody's, so not the yeshiva's fault. Not the parents' fault either. Tuition is expensive. So we try our best. It'd be better if we had more individual. But don't deny that they're people naturally good. And don't give up if you're not naturally good. There's Amelis Patera. You can get better at Kamara. You can get uh, There's supernatural things playing in. But don't say it's all created equal. That's fear. So on that very positive thought, you can uh, go home and crunch your numbers as hard as it is and uh, figure out the math. And we'll, uh, you'll ask your wife about the shells. <laughs>